Hey, 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 good people. It's your girl, Frederica McClary Easley, back with another episode of Bum, 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 The People Are Blunt. Okay, housekeeping, so we can get into this. Y'all already know, we are on all the platforms, YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Prime. Please like, subscribe, share. Um, let us know you're out there. Comment on what you want to see, what you topics that you want us to go over, people you may want us to talk to. Um, I actually take the time to read the comments and to re respond. So if you take your time, I'll take my time and uh, it'll all be good. The People's Ecosystem. Go check us out. Our merch, our CBD line, because, you know, we're still federally illegal. Um, so this stuff can go, can be shipped wherever you are. However, if you are in Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, specifically check out Mary Jane's Cafe. And if you are in the Cali area, holla at, uh, or if you're in Santa Rosa, Sacramento, LA, Oakland, San Fran, Guerneville, um, our Tosi treats, our CBD uh, gummies, edibles are there. These things are amazing. Um, I've said it before, I said it again. My mom went through chemotherapy for lung cancer. And instead of her taking all these opioids, we had her on a regimen of Tosi treats. Um, it is a fast acting, acting gummy that is attached to Unlock It, which is a new technology that attaches all of the good stuff to a protein, which our body knows what to do with. And without further ado, we have Patricia Patton, a.k.a. Kenna Boomer, a.k.a. Miss Pat in the building. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, well, Full transparency, y'all. We were talking before I press record, mm -hmm. and I was telling Miss Pat about um, the work I'm trying to do with myself to be okay and have grace with having 511 irons in the fire, trying to be a mom, trying to be a wife, trying to be uh, a professional, you know, a, a woman in this space. Um, but I'm okay. I'm not complaining. I'm okay. Yeah, well, that's obviously the way to go forward, you know. I mean, this you can handle, and you don't have to go on uh, sonic speed to right. do it, you know. Right, yeah. right. And how are you? You are telling me how you started out your day. Yeah, I started out in the um, garden, Rutgers University's garden. I, I'm going to be a master gardener as of the 16th of November. And I have like two more hours to put into the agricultural, the county's garden. So I have lots of hours, but I've been working in the garden in my town. So this morning I was out there watching the geese from Canada start their migration, process, their migration uh, yeah. south, making a lot of noise and stuff. But it was great. It was just super quiet. And I was able to clear my head from sleep and all. Yeah. That's beautiful. And you live so close to the water as well. So you have so many good things that are close by you. It's true. It's true. I, I was thinking I'm going to, before it gets too cold to walk at sunset and all that, I might take a sunset walk today just to kind of cap the whole thing off beginning yeah. and end. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect start. Perfect ending. I love it. Um, so let's get into it because you and I had a conversation. I said, Miss, I said, Miss Pat, you got to come on and talk to the people. Um, because I truly believe there's this whole, there's this whole, um, bucket, if you will, that is not being tapped into and discussed, um, and is what you are all about. Hence the name Canna Boomer. So for those who may not know you 
and uh, the work that you do, the advocacy, the education that you do. Can you please share a little bit about yourself? Sure. I um, don't often have the opportunity to do this. And um, because I trust you, I didn't like get into trying to prepare a speech or anything like that. But I basically have been in the space since 2018. Uh, I came in um, really because I'm curious. You know, I'm, I'm just really, my life has been fueled by a lot of curiosity. And as I saw legalization begin to take place across the nation, I wondered as a, as a health and wellness overall practitioners, like it looks like I do a lot of different things, but all of them are geared to how to make the most of the time that you have here, yeah. you know, on the planet. Yeah. Um, and so I went to see what was everybody doing with cannabis? Like uh, I, of course, am a child of the 60s. So, you know, I went through the whole period where I thought that um, love, peace and happiness would be enough <laughs> <laughs> to change the world and that cannabis would, you know, be one of our torches that we would take along with us and all. But um, I was looking at it because I was thinking that as I aged um, with the science that was being shared with us, that maybe there was something I needed to know that would help me age better, you know? Yeah. And I thought um, after going to Colorado and seeing that there were all kind of people there, like all kind of people that I had not seen in my regular life who were doing business as yeah with cannabis, I began to um, open my mind to see, well, what was it that I could do? What could I learn? What could I share? And, you know, because there are so many health disparities among particularly black and brown, really aging populations, but specifically black and brown and indigenous folk uh, particularly, yeah. I thought, well, let me see how, what I can learn and then as I began to learn what the science was and what the changes were, I felt a need to find ways to share that with a broader population. Because yeah. I've, I've essentially um, been growing in this whole arena in terms of the science and trying to make sense of that, you know, for regular people, you know, and that's yeah. where the whole can of boomer thing came from. I was trying to be cute when I came up with the idea because I thought I love it. This would be great to to uh, trademark. This would be a, a way for people to identify who you were. But that's a whole nother story. Like, what does can of boomer mean, and how do I fit into a business sector that is focused on regulation? and um policy you know yeah. yeah yeah you know a couple of things that you said um really hit home in terms of wellness overall yes. right that that consumption should be attached to wellness and for most people consumption is attached to wellness like regardless if you have a um a diagnosis or not if you consume and you know it helps you sleep better or it deals, it makes you less jumpy, um, then that is a part of your wellness. And there's science now that will help you to figure that out more quickly 
as opposed to having to just do a lot of trial and error and things of that nature. Um, but in terms of being a seasoned woman or a part of this seasoned population, what, I guess, what interests you or what have you found in cannabis specifically for like your group? So it's, it's interesting um, because I would say that I am functioning more toward the, in the can of curious and mm -hmm. the lower, you know, a can of enthusiast role because I'm talking to people who don't feel like they know everything. Right. You know, there's an assumption if you consume regularly that you understand what's going on. And I, I mean, and I would never go up against anybody, you know, with that opinion. But the reality is I know based yeah. upon, you know, studying and listening to what so many other people have to say and looking at uh, talking to doctors who don't seem to know anything about it either, you know, um, looking at how nurses are tooling up, you know, and moving ahead of traditional doctors in yep. terms of their learning and all. Yep. I mean, it's like you want to be able to help people but most of those people come to you with the mind frame of a traditional doctor. They want you to tell them, take two, yep. and then this will get it. But I mean, that doesn't even work in traditional medicine, but we think it does. That's what we've been led to believe, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the stigma as well, right? Like in terms of, or one of the, I guess, the fears of cannabis is that um, they're you know, we all have these, this uh, endocannabinoid system and you have to figure out what works for you. It's not a one-stop shop. Like just because it's a strain you like and that eases some of your pains doesn't mean it's going to ease mine. And so we seem to be okay with that in other areas of medicine. But when it comes to cannabis, I don't think that the same grace is given. No, I, I don't think that, that that's true either. And it's, I mean, it's not easy really to quite figure out because I even, I still struggle looking for something that actually works for me. You know, I'm a person who is more prone to you to consume tinctures and um, to move in the edible space, to, ha to have strips or whatever. But mm -hmm. my whole thing is particularly, if you take, for example, the sleep issue, falling asleep is not a problem. Staying asleep is a problem. That's different. Nobody has really got their hands around that yet, mm -hmm. you know, um, and even the most well-known brands don't have that quite figured out. You know? Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm one of these people. I don't like to wake up high. I don't like my sleep to be to be interrupted. And then I'm waking up and I'm feeling like weird. What happened? Was I dreaming or what's going on? No, that's not a satisfactory uh, experience for you. Yeah. 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 So, so, so there are people who ask you, okay, what do you, what do you consume? What do you, what should I do? And all you can do is, all I can do, since I'm not a doctor and I don't play one on TV, is make a recommendation for what yeah. I've tried yeah. and how I've tried to figure out how to make it work for me. You know, yeah, like the roadmap. Like you yeah. know, just here's here's the structure that I operate within, 
And, you know, you got to tweak it based on what you find, what you find out about yourself. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, uh, the app, for example, that um, the Tetragram app. Love it. Know, hey, Otha. Exactly. Otha, you hear us? Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, something like that is really um, important. You know, if you're really trying to resolve and solve your own problem, even if you have to take it to somebody else to help you do that, you then you have some conversation. It's no different than when I go to the doctor's office and I know I have 15 minutes that mm -hmm. I go in there with my questions already prepared right. instead of letting the doctor guide me down there. Like they haven't even read my chart. They come in there and they read my chart on my 15 minutes. So, or they ask you the same thing. Like I've already done the intake form. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Don't exactly. come up in here asking me the same questions exactly. that I've already answered or that the nurse has already asked me. Oh, gosh. Talk about getting like a, a black lady attitude. <laughs> it's awful. Like I already answered those questions. You just asked me. So why are yeah. we doing it again? Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. So I, I know in terms of uh, the education that you um, that you give and those conversations that you have, you offer something that's called, um, what is it, like 101, like a 101 kind of course yeah. for for uh, our boomers or our kind of curious. Uh, I like to say season. I don't say elderly. I don't say like our age, but I say season because it's like, it's like a cast iron skillet. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the longer you've had it, as long as you've cured it and you treat it well, yeah. it gets better. Right. So y'all got all the flavor. That's how I look at y'all. Y'all got all the flavor. Um, all right. That's good. So how does that one-on-one, -on -one, like how does that conversation look? What are some of the, the questions that usually come up? Well, people want to know. Okay. So people want to control their high. Okay. For one thing, you know, like people do not want to suddenly be high and on the table or talking out of their head. <laughs> you know, like all of a sudden, you know, you're you're in a space where you you can't quite manage that. Yeah, they said because, they're too grown for that. No, way too grown for that. So you know, you're still trying to kind of control, you know, yourself. Yes. You know, you want to yes. be yourself inside a controlled vessel. You yes. know. Um, so that's one of the things that people want. People want to know also about comorbidities. They want to know if I take this medicine or that medicine, is this going to interfere with, you know, yep. how yep. this is working inside my system? You know, um, I have people who call me, they want to know if it's going to show up, you know, if CBD will show up, you know, on their work test, you know, if they happen to get tested, you know, I have a niece who works for the metro system in Seattle, and you never know yep. when you might get tested or how long something like that will stay in your system. Um, people also want to, to, people also want to talk specifically about their problems. So where I've had the most success is in small groups of 10 to 12, you know, women. Okay. And where there's uh, an opportunity to engage and be real a little bit. And then if I also bring in a doctor mm -hmm. who knows something about it, and it's great if that doctor looks something like us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because there are not that many opportunities for 
me really to engage with people who look like me. I mean, for as much as what the industry claims it's about, I rarely see myself yeah. in the initiatives or activations that take yeah. place. Yeah. And um, as a business person, I was looking to create something that would be a, a bridge between the industry and the consumer, really. Yeah. yeah. And because also like the consumer who may not feel seen, right? Because oh, I mean, one, marketing and advertising is so crazy in the space, right? There's so much that you can't do. But I would imagine um, specifically for our seasoned group, um, and especially when we're talking about women's wellness, because that that can be different to me. That's different than just standard wellness, like women's wellness and what our body goes through in terms of hormones and stuff. That's a whole other bag. And so essentially, like, you know, what you're providing is like this space for people to just kind of be free. Right. And not feel judged about asking the questions that they need to ask for to make them feel better. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you that even a um, same time, 2018, when I first went to Colorado, how as bad as I think I am, how nervous I was on the tour bus where everybody was consuming and, you know, having a good time. And one, I had no, I didn't know the people. I didn't yeah. really know, you know, how strong the um, herb was. Herb, girl, you heard that? Listen, reefer, reefer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was just one of these things where, but but I'm I'm putting myself in the situation of a lot of other people yeah. who want to know but don't have a place to really learn or to find out or not feel stupid. I mean, yeah. when the focus, when the conversation is that we're like the plant, everybody's work welcome, but it's skewed yeah. toward a certain lifestyle. Yeah. There's not a lot of room to fit in. You kind of have to like push your way in, find a little crack, get in where you fit in, and then try to join the party. Right. You know? But right. it doesn't mean that you're going to, issues that you have concerns for are going to be addressed. Right. And, and do you feel comfortable? and not you specifically, but people in general, do they feel comfortable taking up that space, right? Because I think it's a myth. It's a myth that people who smoke every day know all that there is to know um, and go into these dispensaries and are able to like navigate comfortably. Because there are like some OGs out there who I know that when dispensaries first opened up, that was overwhelming to even them. Because it's yeah. like, I know what I I know what I can get in legacy, right? Yeah. But now I'm coming up in here, you talking to me about like there's a language, right? Yeah. And so you're talking to me about potency, you talking to me about terpenes, you talking to me about, you know, uh ratios and CBD or CBDG with THC and what you may know is I know haze, I know kush, I know, you know what I'm saying? Like right. I know what I know. But right. this is different. Like there's yeah. a whole language here. And and I would I would I mean most of the people that I'm talking to at this point in time are really trying to understand the science yeah. and are really trying to understand, okay, so there are terpenes that might work for me. Maybe my focus 
should be something else. It should not be milligrams, you know, and yep. should be more terpenes, you know, that that's something that I can put my head around. And I mean, it fits quite frankly, because we really are in the era of personalization when it comes to, to medicine. So there's nothing, there's no reason that people should not feel empowered yeah. to learn enough about this that they can begin to make better decisions for their own health. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it, but you know, that it's, that's like maybe number eight on the list when you look at the things that people have to fight for right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But I would say, I would, I would argue that wellness should really be at the top of that because how do you fight for all these other things if you're not well, right? True. That's absolutely true. But I think really that one of the, you know, I always consider can a boomer as a, a marketing ploy for okay. uh, bridging between the science and community, you know, whatever that happens to be. Yeah. But there's no real intersection of, um, say, non-cannabis-focused health organization. There should be a mixture, really, because whether you like it or not, it's legal. Yeah. It's it's medically legal as well as adult use. Yeah, it's being regulated. It's not completely regulated, but the point of the matter is being tracked. Uh -huh. You know, it's time for me to renew my my um, marijuana card. Uh -huh. And of course, that is tracking everything you purchase, uh -huh. you know, as well as, as, as everything else. So it's like, in that regard, I think that people should be encouraged to get their cards to learn, you know, what's available in the states where they are. And yeah. this is not to say that you don't deal with, you know, a legacy person or anything like that. But I think that even legacy people are more educated at this point, too. Absolutely. Yeah, they around here talking about live soil, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I was starting to learn about that with Lele Dubois, you know. Um, the whole genetics piece of it. I mean, I have not learned to grow yet. And it's certainly an interest that I have because in New Jersey, that was not a part of what was legislated, yeah. you know, yeah. but, um, but as I mentioned to you once before, that was a lesson I learned because here we are, you know, old folks were responsible for, to a large degree for that 67% uh, percentage-wise passage for legalization, but we didn't know exactly what that meant or how it was going to play out, you know, yeah. or that we would not be able to grow our own plants. Yeah, in the, 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 the home, uh, the home grow piece. Yeah, you know, and then and you know that's a trick bag, right? There's money around there, right? That's money. Yeah. Was like, well, if you got your own plant at home, then you don't have to come, come, you know, come over here exactly. and spend money for me, but. <laughs> But there is there is power in being able to, for real, for real, know what's in what you're consuming. Absolutely. And what you were saying earlier in terms of, well, how will this interact with this? And, you know, and knowing about the soil and knowing about the nutrients and things of that nature, especially as as we are aging and being seasoned, you know, there are complexities 
and our body and, and in terms of our health that um, it, I'm sure it will make you feel even better, like being able to have that kind of control. Yeah. I mean, it's just like your food. Yeah. You know, I harvested sweet potatoes, uh, red potatoes, radishes, about four different kinds of peppers. That's like the, it's like the end of the season now. Right, so those right. are the last things I harvested and I took to the food pantry um, from the garden that uh, the community garden that we were growing from. But I think that it's necessary. It's absolutely crucial that at some point you have an idea of what you need. It's just like me growing, making elderberry syrup. You know, I should be able to, I have elderberry syrup that I've made. I should be able to do the same thing with whatever plant I like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, you said something earlier about um, Jersey and how the seasoned population actually, you know, passed that legislation or made it possible, right? Yeah. Um, because y'all are the voters, you yeah, know? know? Exactly. I mean, you hear people, so I am technically a millennial but i fall more in line with like gen x mm -hmm. um but you hear people in my group all the time talking about well why should i vote you know my vote doesn't yeah. matter but it's really the boomers it's really the seasoned folk who like y'all vote rain sleet hail or snow okay like y'all take y'all right to vote very serious and so for there, for, for there to be a feeling of y'all not being seen and being like an afterthought, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a shame, right? Like, that's that's a problem. Yeah, I don't want to be the dead her dead horse, but I think it's really problematic, Yeah, you know, in, in the industry. And I think that, that um, the leadership in the various associations both formally and informally, yeah. that more thought should be put into that. Like, yeah. how are you going to spread this knowledge out beyond us? Yeah. You know, um, because there's a us in every kind of pocket and there right. needs to be like, I'm, I'm really not criticizing that. There does need to be people who focus on little things and big things. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, but there also needs to be bridges between that happening and the information filtering so that there's real community engagement. But when you talk about activation, they're not just for the people who are making rules. Yeah. Like, how is that different from the way that our two party system works? Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, I think you're absolutely right. And like that bridge, the way I see it is, you are where I'm trying to get to. Well, that's because you're smart. Because that, <laughs> no, and I say that's, I mean, I say that to be funny, but sincerely, it's because I had older friends. Yeah. I had older friends who are 25 years older than me, and that made me think about how I wanted to live. Yes. You know, when I got a certain age and I began to make plans for that, you know, yeah. I moved to the ocean. You know, I wanted to be able to be one place, you know, in the winter or someplace else in the summer. I like yeah. all that stuff I started to kind of put in place because I wanted that's a life I want to live as I peter out, you know, yeah. I want to live good, yeah. you know. Yeah. And look good while I'm doing it. Right. Because one of the things that you and I talked about 
was just especially attached to wellness, but the moving, right? So, you know, gardening is definitely a great exercise. People don't really think about it, but you're kneeling, yeah, you're using great. your core, you know, you're, you're um, really engaging your body, right? You walking along the ocean, you're moving, you're expanding your lungs. Um, I know like I'm a yogi. I know you do Pilates. And yeah. so all of this stuff and like, I feel like cannabis has a place in all of this, right? Absolutely. Like it has a place in all of these practices. I think that, I mean, for me, that's kind of what needs to be cracked open a little bit more okay. by you all who are leading. It's like sometimes because it takes so much brain power to like outsmart the system, <laughs> you know, you're trying to figure out how to make it work for yeah. more than just a handful of people. Yeah. You know, and so you do have to be very focused, but I just think that there has to be a way to do it so that it works for more people, you know, yeah. that in the, in the planning and the creation, it has to actually work for more people. And maybe that means that you have to bring people in who don't necessarily feel like a fit, you know, because it, it's not good to have everybody on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need a, you don't want a, a, a yes crew, a yes man crew, no. you know, you need, you need that variety, which to your point in this industry, I mean, you go to the conferences, you go to the meetings and you see how the rooms look. Yes. And so if these are people who are leading or have final, the final decision in terms of messaging or in terms of um, choosing products and, and what's going out and how that's looking or how stuff is displayed and, and shown, then yeah, like that, therein lies the problem, right? Yeah, I was actually, <clears throat> I was actually saddened really by a, the work of a group of sort of activists and progressive mm -hmm. sorts, you know, where the images of of what it means to be older mm. like it looks like they didn't bring anybody older into that conversation mm. you know okay. because the 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 images what being older looks like or it, it just it doesn't resonate yeah. with me like i don't relate to it yeah you know? yeah well, if you change the complexion of people, that's not really, that's game. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Don't just do the makeup, right? Yeah. Like, because <laughs> there's something to aging. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there is um, uh, all of all of the lines and the wrinkles and the, the graying, if that's what happens. But all of that tells a story. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it comes across like you can tell, like you can tell when people grown, grown, you know, yeah. you can yeah. tell when they grown, grown, like, cause it's yeah. a whole, it's a whole different energy. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that in terms of um, my journey mm -hmm. in this whole space is um, the Cannaboomer brand was where I started because okay. I, because I had been in the um, 
I had been a blogger, you know, I had done the midlife blogging. I had done a lot of, of um, writing for everything from Amtrak to AARP to um, just a bunch of different people as a hustler, you know, yeah, yeah. and really I used my writing ability to um, initially began to write for Dope Magazine and for other uh, cannabis publications okay. to learn, yeah. you know, to learn and to figure out who was in the industry and to, to begin to understand that it was quite more complicated than just <clears throat> how does it make you feel? Yeah. Because that's what I, that's all I used to think. It was, how does it make you feel? Yeah. Not that it made me well or address my uh, gut biome or that there was a relationship between something in my brain and some, I mean, like I never thought about any of that. Yeah. But of course, as you age and things go wrong, you begin to think more critically about how can I address this or that, you know, and still feel good. So um, the whole story of I want a dispensary, I'm jumping around, I realize this, but I'm, I'm going back to the story of, of how I got in and then creating the Canvas Business Alliance. Yeah. which happened in uh, about 18 months ago. I thought, oh, everybody is focused on owning a dispensary or owning um, uh, a grow area or what have you. I'm focused on all the people who want to be in the industry, have something to contribute and can transfer their skills. Yeah. You know, because you're going to need everything that you need in any other segment of it, you're going to need in the cannabis yeah. industry. Mm -hmm. So, so that's what I'm thinking, the cannabis business lines. And if we could figure out a way to do that in a cooperative sense, that more people would benefit, there'd be more trickle down. Yeah. Um, and know, I like the ancillary piece. I love the ancillary piece. I mean, like we talk about it here on the podcast, you know, we talk about it often because there are so many hurdles um, when you are dealing with plant touching businesses. Yes. And so it's, yes, you know, we know dispensaries, we know retail is sexy. We know that everybody, like you said, wants to be a grow or maybe get into manufacturing and things, but uh, there are other ways to enter and to start and to kind of like plant your flag, right? Because right. when you come in from the ancillary side, you're transferring those skills over but then you also are able to build your brand and your name within this industry so that if you truly do want to, your end goal being uh, retail, you know, grow, manufacture, whatever. But then people know who the heck you are. Yes. Yes. And they know what you're about. Yes. I mean, I it's been really difficult, um, really trying to because the Cannabis Business Alliance initially, its mission was really to be a B2B membership organization of ancillary players, you know, okay. and it was not just to be ancillary tax people, ancillary insurance people, ancillary builders or what have you. It was really to be a, um, a space for all of those so that you could benefit and do business across disciplines. Yes. Um, it hasn't worked. And so really this summer, I just kind of had to sit down and rethink that. And that's kind of where I am at this point, because um, 
a hobby doesn't make a business. You know, I mean, a, a good idea doesn't necessarily make a business, you know. And um, I've had lots of uh, good ideas my whole life and not all of them have worked, but part of what has to, what I did learn is that you've got to know when to stop and rethink yeah. what's going on. Them and when to fold them. Yeah. And yeah. there's so much going on in the, the, the cannabis space that seems to be, it's either happening at a high level and then there's just a lot of, I won't say noise, but there's a lot of marching, uh, you know, marching in place. Yeah. Because because not a lot is flying. There's a lot of marching in place. And, you know, that's one thing about aging. I don't want to march in place. Yeah. You know, yeah. I want to do something that works, that benefits others. You know, yes, I want to make money. But what is the point? of having information and knowledge and whatever, if you can't share it someplace where it will make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think to your point about the, the, the chaos, the noise is because, because each state regulates, right? Because each state is handling a regulation. Um, and you have that ever changing, right? Yes. So regu the regulations are a living, that's a live document. And so things change so much that people are just, you know, if you are engaging, you're trying to keep up with what's going on. What are the new things? How are you compliant? And honestly, most like equity models yes. don't include ancillary. Like most equity models just include plant touching. Exactly. And so if we're trying to, to, you know, to your point with the Alliance and you're trying to bring energy and awareness and attract people there, it's like, well, that's not really what's being pushed, right? Like kind of what's being pushed, or at least the perception of it is if you want to engage in this market um, and if you want your harm to be acknowledged, right, whether being directly impacted or part of a community it was impacted, then you have to be plant touching. Like that's the way it kind of comes across. So, so, and it's interesting that you say that because you're the first person that I've heard actually acknowledge that mm -hmm. because when people who work for the state or whatever, there's, there's, there's another conversation that is to encourage people to, to talk about it being broad based and we're looking at all the pieces, but in truth, it's, it's exactly what you say. Yes, we're looking at all the pieces, but we're only working on this part of it at this point. We're still trying to make this part over here work. So when you, I've gone to community meetings where I've tried to have this conversation with people who are being encouraged, you know, to come in, to spend their time doing business plans and blah, blah, blah. But I don't want to be cynical and say it's a game, but it's a holding pattern, you know? It's a holding pattern unless you're functioning, you know, at a much higher level Yeah. in that this whole process. If you're just a community person, and I don't mean that negatively, because yeah. there's more just a community person than there are, you know, people who actually manage to get into the game. But there are a lot of people who want to be in the game. And they, I don't believe they're being... I know in the examples that where I've gone to community meetings, they're not really being told the truth or yeah. in a way that they can digest it and know how to go forward or where to go for help, you know? 
you know, I think the, the focus right now is on generating tax revenue. And so when you think about the help, when you think about the emphasis, it is on businesses that add to that, right? And because plant touching, uh, because the plant is still federally illegal, still a controlled substance, right? Um, Schedule one. Um, and so you're dealing with 280E, you can tax the crap out of these businesses, you see what I'm saying? Yes. So all that revenue is coming in, right? Yeah. And it's not the same as it would be for ancillary. Now, I mean, I could be, you know, devil. I could, I could, I could be being cynical, if you will. But my thinking is that with most prohibitive substances, um, when the changes occur, is when our governments figure out how to tax something. And yeah. so right now, the priority is how do we tax this plant? Yes. Yes. Because, I mean, I think I may have shared in another meeting that we were in that um, the money for small businesses, I, I probably COVID money, you know, for small businesses, I wasn't eligible for it as an ancillary business because in some kind of way you have something to do with cannabis. Well, well, yes and no. But it was like, well, no. Absolutely not for you. So it's really, you know, me as a business person needing to figure out how to morph and return. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ever changing. Miss um, Pat, before we get out of here, uh, first of all, let me plug this. Um, if y'all want to keep up, if you should be keeping up with what Miss Pat is doing, because as we have discussed, there is a demographic that y'all are missing out on. I'm not even going to say leaving behind. So y'all missing out because they're going to get theirs. That's one thing about boomers. They're going to figure it out and they're going to get theirs. Uh, but you're missing out on tapping into all of this wisdom, this knowledge um, in the cannabis space. And so holla at Miss Pat on LinkedIn or on Instagram at canna underscore boomers. Don't forget the S. Um, before we get out of here, what do you want to leave the people with? Well, I want, I want people, if you have loved ones in your friendship sector, family members that matter to you uh, and what you're creating in terms of your own legacy, you know, because your intention is to live the best life that you can, you know, then I, I, I would encourage, you know, you, you to put some of your brain power. I'm talking about folks that I am leaning on, you know, to help decipher what the science says and how to make that make sense in terms of the system yeah. that we live in, you know. Yeah. Um, bring those people into community with you, you know. Um, have conversations with folks because it's it doesn't feel good to feel invisible when, you know, there are... Um, lots of things that you have to offer, both as a business person and, and as a personal, um, just for personal edification as well, you know. And in terms of the business, um, my suggestion would really be that um, just hit me up. Hey. Bring me in. <laughs> 
Like, let's be gonna keep it simple, people. Hit me up. Holla yeah. at me. Yes. You know, I, I when you said that, the first thing I thought of was um, oftentimes the oppressed become the oppressors. Yes. You know, so whereas we as Black and Latinx people don't want to be left out, and we as women don't want to be left out, there are intersections, there are subgroups, right? And so um, our our seasoned folk don't want to be left out and should not be left out either, right? And there are so many crossovers, right, where that feeling of being left out is magnified because you're a part of all of these other groups as well. And so you constantly feel like, you know what I mean? Like you're at the bottom of the totem pole in terms of who's thinking about me, who's talking to me, who, you know, who, who is targeting me and my demographic? And that's, I feel like that's exactly what you're saying. Like holla at us. Yeah. I mean, I, I y'all are leaving money on the table. You're really leaving money on the table because uh, you don't know how to signal yeah. to a part of the population that you see them. Yeah. You know, we got something for you too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Don't get it twisted, y'all. Listen, yes. these season folks spicy out here. Don't get it twisted. And they, <laughs> look, they like, pull up. Pull up. Exactly. We're going to tell you exactly what it is. Exactly. Miss Pat, thank you so much for coming um, and talking to the people and being blunt about it and telling us to pull up and trying to, you know what I mean, pull our coattails on the fact that um, we missing out, honestly. And you are where we should be trying to get, where, you know, we should be hoping to get. And so in understanding you and in understanding that community, hopefully it will help us to better understand ourselves. Well, that, there's nothing more I can say to that. I appreciate you. No, really, I really appreciate you, you know, putting it out there, like inviting me to share your platform with your audience. And of course, I will share this conversation as well. But um, I really appreciate it. I just want you to know that. Well, I appreciate you as well. Y'all know what it is. Y'all heard Miss Pat. She said, holla at her, <laughs> pull up. Okay, don't be leaving money on the table. And also, don't be out here thinking that you know everything because you do not. Um, we're gonna say, we're gonna speak bluntly and say that bluntly, just as is. And until the next time, y'all, be blessed and yeah, stay peace. blunt.